Yes, hello, what's going on? My name is Rich Ryan. This is the Reinforced Running Podcast. Welcome. Today we have Tara Jackson, who is fresh off of the Spartan Games. Tara is a hybrid athlete. She's been in the OCR game for a long time, so she has a big breadth of experience that we are able to tap into. We talk about the state of Spartan racing and OCR racing in general, and we talk, uh, do a deep dive in on hybrid racing and where we kind of see the future of that going. Stick around to the end. We give it, we get a good, ex- uh, good look at the experience that Tara had from the said Spartan games. No results are disclosed because uh, I didn't ask. I, I like the way that it gets shown on YouTube and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't really want to want to know the results. Don't care. So this is a great conversation. Really enjoyed Tara. Great athlete, great coach, really great mind about the sport. So let's get into it. Tara Jackson. Serious. Real serious. Tara Jackson. Hello. What's going on? Not much, man. Just got off of work. Really Just out, out grinding. Out grinding. Yeah. So is your, is your schedule early mornings, late nights? afternoons off type of deal yeah so usually i'll go in like around six until lunchtime and then i'll have a break between 12 and 3 and then i'll go back and train train some more people that lifestyle is it's it's nice because it's flexible right i mean ultimately it's up to you when you want to put fill it in but it's still hard to really create space because people when they're not working is when they're is when you're working. So those afternoons, so it's like funny, right? It's it's a strange full time schedule. But I think it works. Plus you can work how I mean, I think when I first started training, I've been doing it for about ten years now. So when I first started I was like, Oh, like I'm just gonna work as much as I can. Um and that was just like burned me out real quick. So now yeah. I try to like stay stay like pretty conservative with the amount that I want to work and um, where I can actually get in my training and like feel good and um, not feel like so run down. And I think my clients get a better experience too. Cause I mean, when you're, when you're seeing like 10 people a day, like it's just not the same experiences. Like when you see like five or six people a day, you're just not, you're not giving them like the level of care that you should be giving them just cause you're so tired. It's not your, like your fault per se, but when you try to overstretch yourself, like different parts of your life, other than just work really are going to, are going to suffer. It's so true. And those hours, like for personal training hours, they're not like, uh, working at an office type hours because they're super in, like you have to be really intense and really focused for that hour. So if you're doing 10 sessions, that's 10 hours of work, but like no breaks, no bathroom breaks. It's not like a 10 hour day. It is like really intense, hard stuff. You're on, like you're like you know your smiles, like you're like excited to be there because you know if you're not excited, then your clients aren't going to be excited about working out. So you have to be like at a hundred percent when you're there. So, which if you're doing ten a day, no chance. No, by like number eight, nine, you're like, all right, one more hour. It's like an ulcer. (laughs) <laughs> it, it really is. And you're just like waiting. You're just like, man, I, I, I wish that I wasn't waiting for this session to be over, but I am, <laughs> but I am staring at the clock. I need to go home. And it's, uh, it's hard to keep up. I found when I was doing that, it's hard to keep up nutritionally as well. Like just with all of like the, the training that, that we would put in for this, you know, it could be anywhere from yeah, 10, 15, 20 hours per week. Uh, of especially training for endurance and training for this hybrid stuff, which I do really want to kind of get into. And there's so many different facets in which we can kind of touch on and we can do a lot of work, but, and then being on your feet all day and constantly moving, like picking up weights, whatever, it's not extremely 
laborious work, but it's not sitting at a desk. Yeah. And I think I've talked a lot about people to people about like, it's, it'd be so cool to like actually be a professional athlete because your job is like to work out and then to recover. So like, it's so much different when you can get, you know, solid nine to 10 hours of sleep. Like when you're not, when you're not training, like your legs are up, you're resting, you're recovering, you're eating, like you have time to like prepare all that stuff. Like it's definitely a big challenge, like having a job and then trying to race like an elite level. It's a massive advantage if you can not work. <laughs> like it sounds obvious, but even for athletes like you or I, who, you know, I'm fortunate, right? Like my, my business is now all online. So I don't, I'm not spending time in the gym, like being someplace. So I can, I can be more flexible with my hours, but I still got stuff to do. You know, like I can't just not do stuff and just like train full time because I still need to make money. So, and even more so it's like, uh, it's like more guilt to like kind of skip out when I'm, when I think I should be working, but to just not have to worry about that stuff at all. It's, it'd be amazing. I was talking to um, Rachel Vonderock. She was on the show a couple, uh, a couple months ago or something like that. And her CrossFit results just got exponentially better year over year. And I was like, what, what was it that like allowed for this? She's like, well, I just started training full time. I was like, there's the secret. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like people don't think that it makes a difference because they're like, oh, I can, I can do all the training and still work. But like so much, I think, especially in the OCR community, I'm finding like there's like such a lack of emphasis put on like recovery and rest. I think part of that is just because there's no real off season. Like you can race all year if you really wanted to. Like I think there's like a lack of like periodization like people don't go through like it's like race 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 and it's easy to get caught up in like you know always racing and not really like focusing on getting better so you if you're always racing you can't i mean you can't like do the type of training you need to get a lot better you're just you know constantly kind of like ready to race or you're just racing poorly so i mean there's a good Right. Or you're just racing poorly. And that's a thing that I find happens. Even if, if athletes kind of understand, it's like, okay, maybe I don't race the, every race isn't an A race. Right. And I, and I, you have to kind of train through certain events, but even when you're doing an event, you're still, it's a, still a big effort. Even if you're not fully ready to be at 100% of your ability level, cause you're training through it or whatever, but then you still have to recover through it. You can only put so much specific emphasis on quality, workouts throughout the week and it is just and now with and and your your experience is interesting i'm interested in because you're kind of a a, an ocr og i didn't realize how long you've been racing ocr it's been a while i started in like uh 13 yeah that's that's way back what were you only like what were you like 22 22 yep 22. Yeah. Race in Carolina. So I actually ran a uh, cross country for the United, uh, university of North Carolina at Wilmington. Hmm. And then after college, I was like trying to find something that like, I was always kind of like a, like a bigger, bigger cross country runner. So I was like, man, all these like skinny girls are like killing me. So when, when I first got into obstacle racing, like it was, it was still kind of like that. You'd see like, either you'd see like the people that like, Oh, they were, they could do the obstacles, but they can't run. Or you'd see the people who were running and couldn't do the obstacles. So it was like, I could like clean up a little bit better. Cause I could do like a hundred, 90 burpees and still like, you know, podium. <laughs> and yeah. it, was, it was kind of a fun, like fun time for the sport. Cause I was like 
really you just had to be a good runner and be relatively strong. Like it wasn't like it is now, like, you know, if you're doing burpees, like you're pretty much done. Over. Yeah, it's pretty specialized at this point. And that, that kind of seems to be what athletes like you or I are figuring. Because I mean, I guess I kind of, I, my first race was in 2013, but I only did one and it was a stadium race that was local. And then I didn't do another one until 2016. And by then the sport really did kind of start to become a little bit more specialized. People really started to be good at this. So, and now it's like, it's basically just trail running with some grip. Well, and you get like people who before, like I said, that they weren't really runners. They just like the idea of like, Oh, like we get to do the obstacles and stuff. So, I mean, now you're getting runners into the sport where like these like elite level trail runners are now they do a little bit of grip and they're like, they're killing it. Like people who have never ran Spartan race before, um, like, uh, Emma, Emma Cook Clark, Emma Cook Clark, Sarah Kai's in the East coast here. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Winning big races. Um, and, and Dubay. I mean, I guess she well, just started this year, right? Like, no, Annie, Annie's been doing, uh, she kind of came up through the age group ranks. She's been doing Spartan for four or five years. Yeah. And so she kind of, she's one that did kind of get homegrown through things. Okay. Which is, which cool. nice. I, I totally thought she was like, um, I didn't know anything about her until I think she started doing, uh, Nicole's program. And I was like, oh, wow, this girl's like, she's a beast. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know anything about her. There's like another girl um, that I've been following, Steeples, Stephanie Steeples, something. Yeah. Um, she's like won a lot of age group races and she's was like an elite level hurdler or something like that. Uh, Steeplechaser, yeah. Steeplechaser. And I mean, so she's a great runner if she could get like the obstacles down. Like you said, it's not like it behooves you to be like a better runner. Like the ninjas aren't like the ones winning the races, the obstacles are not that hard. So, like, if you can just get down, like, some, some pretty good grip strength, like, you have to be a strong runner, though. So, it's going to be interesting to see how, like, the sport evolves, um, like, next year. Because I feel like people are kind of, like, tired of, like, the same same old stuff, like, same old Spartan. Like, there's not a lot of, like, innovation, like, Savage. I personally don't mind that. That's why I call it, like, Decafit. I like to know exactly what I'm doing. I like to train exactly for that. Um I don't like any surprises. <laughs> Those Spartan games were hard because I'm like doing all the stuff that I like didn't train specifically for. Cause I feel like I'm not like that natural, like gifted athlete, but I'll like work really hard. So, um, but I think then that comes with like, you have to have like more specificity. Like, like if you look at Chris, um, Roglowski, like she can do, she can do it all. Like, and she, I mean, obviously she trains hard, but she doesn't train specifically. I don't feel like for like, she'll do a hundred mile race and then she'll go do OCR world and she'll kill all of it. But it's not like she has to focus in on one thing to be good at it. She just is kind of like a, just like a really good athlete. She trains hard mm-hmm. and that, that kind of like carries over to a lot of stuff for her. For me, I'm just like, I started training for hybrid and my 5k is like, <laughs> went like really down. So just like the difference in training has like, it's definitely more towards hybrid now. So, yeah. And that's where you and I, we share that. I really like the specificity of the training as well. And just being like, okay, how can I really get awesome at the rower? 
and how can I feel about the rower and then running after it and like really breaking down the mechanics of each thing where in OCR, I mean, we kind of know what's coming, but the course is going to be all different and you kind of need to be good at, you know, trail running more or less and being able to kind of think on the fly and Conditions things are going to a huge role. Like, you know, I can get all the obstacles when they're dry. Like, but it's right. like it's wet. I'm like, I don't know how people get it. I mean, I've tried the whole ice bucket water and like whatever. And I just like, I just, it's not not good. It's not my thing. So, so when when you saw this hybrid racing thing come up, were you instantly intrigued? I mean, coming from a track and field background, because hybrid racing is probably closer to track and field, where it's like this is the event, these are the demands. Like, train for it and then know how you're going to perform. You can kind of it's a little bit more predictable. Or did you need to kind of test it out? Because I think that was when you first came on my radar. It was this year when you uh, won Atlanta. And then you've won a couple since then and, and you podiumed in a high rocks as well. And, you know, it just seems like you're really kind of in going full steam ahead on hybrid stuff. Did you know right away that you were going to want to do that? Um, so I've always like wanted like a race kind of like this. Um, I've did a, I've done a couple of green beret. I don't think they're like really around anymore, but all it was was like heavy carry run. So mm -hmm. like, I like the strength stuff mixed in with the running, but I think this is like the first time like high rocks was like, I was like, Oh wow. This is like something I feel like I have the size and the speed that if I could just like train specifically for it, I think that like, it's something I'm excited about and like, I'm more like made made for, I guess. Um, like my body is more like tailored towards something that's cause I have, I mean, I'm pretty fast on like the short stuff. Um, it's that was like one thing that was so crazy to me in Spartan. Like some of the girls that like we would probably I'd be like a lot faster than on the road, or like we'd have similar times, and then they would just like crush me. I think I looked up uh, like even like Lindsay Webster. Like I, I mean, this was a while ago, and she did like a half marathon in like 126, and I was like, I could do a half in 126, but I mean, I see her for like three seconds at the starting line, and I'm just like. Oh, well, <laughs> so I know. the transition from like road to trail for me is like some people, they don't, it's like, they don't even miss a step. Like they can just run almost as fast on a trail as on the road. And for me, it was like, it's a significant difference. Like, Yeah, I feel that too. And I think it's for me, I just chalk it up to a lack of practice. Like I just don't have access that much. I don't go out of my way to go to the trails. There's not, it's not super exciting for me to do trail running. I like it. I think it's fun, but I don't necessarily think it's more fun than running on the road. <laughs> like I maybe a little bit, but I like running on the road. So, so to me, it's like a training thing. Yeah. I think it's more of like, I mean, I, like you said, I enjoy it, but like for me, I, I just rather get in the miles. Like I have to make myself go on the trail. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, it's better. It's better for my hips, stabilizing muscles, better for my joints. But like the trail running scene, I live in Wilmington, North Carolina is like not very good. Um, so they're like, maybe three or four trails and they're all pretty boring. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, when you get on the road, I have a, I have a, actually have a coach and like, um, he's trained me from everything from 5k or actually mile to marathon. And like, you know, you get into a lot of this pace work and I'm not sure if like a lot of these athletes are doing that on the trails, but I mean, I find that like more, a lot more difficult to, I, I just, I like, I like to analyze the numbers, like even with high rocks, like I think that's great. I can look at, like, oh, this is where I need a lot of improvement. This is what I need to work on. Like, how can I improve these times? Like, I think it's definitely a lot. Um, 
easier to like focus in on your training versus like a Spartan race where, you know, every course is different. The layout's different. The terrain's different. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of different variables that you can't really predict or might not even be able to train for. Um, so with hybrid training, I feel like that's, that's completely different. You can specifically train for what you're going to do. That was something that for Spartan stuff specifically that I think was an ultimate hindrance for me is that I do like pace specific work and like developing energy systems is just easier when you know exactly what to hit and how to hit it. And like to do that, it's on the road or the track or whatever. And then trying to translate that to the trail, it's a little bit more, you have to be a little bit more intuitive with it. It's like rate of perceived exertion. And I would always just lean into running on the road because I knew what was going to work. I'm like, oh, if I run this workout at this pace, I'll get this type of result. If I do that for three weeks and then I can move to a different progression and then it can kind of lead me to these results that I want to get. And OCR is like, I don't know, just maybe I'll grab a bucket then run up this hill and hope it's run right, down, it's hope it's it works. Amount of distance and elevate. And, and, right. you know, and for me, like it, I had a lot of hard. I had a hard time with Spartan and like their inability to like uniformly enforce rules. Like, mm. so for me that, that, that was like a killer. Like I was just like, I'll go to some races and I'll see people do burpees and they're like terrible and they'll get no penalties. And then like, then you'll go to other races. It's just like the rules aren't uniform or just like in Canada, like the guy like goes outside of the, rolling mud didn't, he's didn't even go outside of the, yeah it was inside the line okay well yeah but he's disqualified then i you know woods touches the trust he's disqualified don't know he's gonna have a 10 minute penalty like i just i like to know what i'm in for i like to know the rules like i follow the rules so i i don't like like the that it's not all like every race is not the same even as far as the rules go so for me, that's kind of like a big turnoff because I don't I like it makes me in my head think that like the race wasn't fair. So even if it was fair, I think that like I'm like, well, maybe 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 it wasn't this time. So it, it I don't know. Like I just like to run the race. And if, if I win, I win. And I feel like, you know, I deserved it. And if I lose, I don't have to think about like, well, what did everybody else do that? Like, you know, so I, I don't know. And maybe you Fair shouldn't enough. make that things, but it, it bothers me. So for me, it was like getting to the point where like Spartan wasn't as fun for me anymore. So I was just like, you know, time to switch it up. And that's the main thing, right? It's uh, I, it was funny. I ran a 5k maybe a month ago and I finished and like, I knew like what, what place I got, knew what my time was, but I still had this thing in the back of my head because I'm so like conditioned by Spartan to be worried about penalties or something. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I could have gotten a penalty running this 5k, but maybe I never think I get penalties in Spartan, but sometimes I do. So it was, it was, it was just an interesting, it was kind of refreshing. I was like, Oh, I ran, I finished and that's it. But DECA is a little bit more cut and dry, right? It's like, well, DECA is great because like, this is how Spartan should be. There should be like officials at the pit. And if you do a burpee wrong, you immediately correct it. And then there's there's no like you get to the end and then they assess the penalties. I think that's just kind of like crap because it, I, I like, if you do it, you do it. And then they have officials there. I mean, they already have volunteers anyways. Most people aren't doing burpees. I went to the grit games and they did a really good job. Like 
I got no rep on some burpees, but you know, like they will tell you like touch your hands. Like, so you had immediate like feedback because right. there's no way you're telling me that these people are doing like, I got penalized at uh, a race before for burpee form mm-hmm. and I've never been penalized in my life. So you can't tell me except for this one race that I've done a million good burpees. And then this one race, I just did just bad ones. Like, like I got, um, actually Robert Coble disqualified me for my burpee form. I think I'm the only person in Spartan history to be disqualified for form. On a penalty, right? Like you can get a penalty for your penalty. No, I didn't get any penalty. I was just taken out of the race. I was disqualified. They took you out of the race? Well, I mean, like I was, I was not in the results because. Right, right. So I was just like. I, I think at the same race, I won't disclose who it was, but there's videos of this person doing very bad burpees, not all the way to the ground and not standing up, and they had no penalties for the same exact race. So I was just like, that. It just, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's petty, but like, I, I want to I be in a sport that's like fair. And I feel like Decafit has done like a really good job in as, as far as – I mean, I've done four races this year. Everything seems like, you know, it's ran really well. Um, so for me, that's like a huge, huge win. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It doesn't feel like the same way where things are kind of shooting at the hip. Because right, it's almost like there's like sacrificial lambs. Sometimes it's like let's just DQ this person so people know we're serious. Let's give a ten minute. Like the thirty-minute penalty for the the uh, for Katie Knight at the ultra, it's like what? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? But it's like they're just like, no, we're serious. We're enforcing penalties, and it's like, can we just be about the sport? Can the sport. Be the I sport? mean, yeah, like enforce the penalty. The penalty is thirty seconds. Like, no, thirty minutes. We're serious. I, I know, like, the, the penalty is thirty. Was, is supposed to be thirty seconds, but then they change. They they make new rules all the time. I just don't like the like the change in rules and then I feel like some people, when you change the rules that much, people don't really understand and know the rules. Like the people that they train, like the volunteers and even the staff don't know the rules I've had. um, I know I ran a race with Kelly Sullivan and a staff told her she like jumped up on the rope and slid down and touched the ground and was going to go up to climb it again. And a staff told her that she had to do burpees. So she stood there, lost third place arguing with the staff and then did burpees and then finished like fourth or something. It was like ridiculous. Like, like even the staff doesn't know the rules. Like how do you expect like all the athletes? like, like if you, I don't know, it's just like in CrossFit, like you have a judge that knows the rules. Like some of those people, they're, they're like focused on the competition. So Mm -hmm. when you're like going, your heart rate's like 180 degree, uh, 180 beats per minute. And you're like in a race, like, maybe you don't even know that you're not like standing completely vertical or you're just trying to get as fast as you can. So like if you have an official that's like, Hey, that's not vertical. Do it again. Then you just do it again until like, so. Yeah. I just chalk it up to it's a new sport (laughs) at a certain point. They're going to have to get it. I mean, mean, it's been like 10 years and they still have like a lot of the same, um, issues i mean at least now they have cameras like i know when i first started there was no cameras like you could do like three burpees and then probably run away or wild something. West. yeah wild west of burpees so i mean i guess they're making like some progress but i just feel like there are is like a certain level of 
favoritism in the sport, which I really, I really don't like. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's for me, I think there's, there's like a lot of growth that needs to be done in the sport to make it like more fair. Um, and like a real, a real competition. Like I feel like the way it is now, like it's, it's hard to even call it a real competition if it's not fair. And that's where these like different companies coming in can be really helpful and kind of pushing like the, the already existing ones. Like if, if Savage keeps coming up or like high rocks. And I think high rocks is something that you are going to put up, be putting a focus on this year. Right. Yep. That's, that's the focus this year. Um, I'm going through a strength cycle right now. Spartan games kind of like broke that up a little bit, but um, I'm going to be in Dallas and then um, probably Chicago. So the, you've done one, right? You did Orlando. I did Orlando. Yeah. And the sled was hard. This sled was very hard. So I probably spent like, like I was trying to figure out how to push it. Like, Mm. luckily, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I think that this is good either, but I had like a official and he's like giving me tips about like, try it this way, try it this way. I was like, well, but finally something worked and I was able to like move it. But I thought that I was not even going to be able to push the sled. And then I had really? a, Alyssa Holly right beside me. She like straight tore her calf and I was like, I'm going to die on the sled and I'm not going <laughs> to race. So um, it, I think there's definitely even a bigger learning curve in high rocks um, than, than DECA because none of the stations are hard. You just have to like appropriately pace yourself. But with high rocks, it's like I didn't do any real strength before it. So I was like, I was hurting for like a week and it was, it was tough. Like, cause you don't even really have to run that fast. Like I think, um, I think me and Lauren had like a pretty like similar like runtime. We were around like six fifty seven minutes, but then my stations like took twice as long. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely getting and my focus is like to get more efficient in those stations right now. And I've been kind of going through the same thing as like okay, strength needs to be it needs to come up right, and it needs to to make these really hard and heavy stations maybe a little bit easier and not take out so much of my energy that I'm just like wiped out from the sled on. And that's been a big focus on, on, on something that I've been doing probably since, since Chicago, it's like June has been like really been the focus of, from that perspective. So what kind of things have you found or like when you kind of looked at it all and you're like, okay, sled needs to get better. Was the sled pull hard too for you? Actually the sled pull was like pretty pretty okay i think i had the fastest sled pull in orlando um oh nice the sled was like easy like even in my training like it's easier for me to pull the same weight as i push i'm not sure i have like a foot foot issue like going on like bone spur thing i don't know if it's that like getting up on my toes like just hurts my foot um so the sled is already challenging there but what have you been doing? Like, what have you been doing? Like, have you just been pushing a sled a bunch or have you been like, what kind of strength have you been focusing when you look at it? Are you like, how am I going to get stronger for this? Like, what have you been, what have you been working on? I mean, I, I mean, I did the same thing for Decca. I'm like really focused in right now on like making the stations more efficient. Like, so lots of heavy sled push. Um, I went through a strength cycle with like squats and deadlifts and like heavy legs, um, millions and millions of wall balls and lunges. Cause the lunges, lunges hurt my soul. Like that, that worked me after 
like it's like this is only like 40 pounds but my everything in my legs just started like cramping up so and then to go into those hundred wall balls is like it's brutal like um it's definitely a whole different experience than deca like i think if i if you gave me like 30 minutes 40 minutes i could do deca again like you know oh yeah <laughs> right two, two weeks that where i'd even want to think about doing another high rock more really but i think it's it's definitely um i'm wondering how the sport is going to do um i know there's been like all these cancellations and i'm like fairly certain it's all because of attendance um so i mean i hope this sport like is able to like catch on but it's definitely not um i know i've talked to yancey a lot like decafit is for for everybody like you know if you're it's kind of like a 5k like if you're just getting into working out you can do deca it might take you an hour but like you can do it you can complete it and you feel good about it like high rocks is not for like not for everybody like high rocks is for athletes i think even like the light stuff like or the lighter like the men's open and the women's open the weights are still like they're heavy you can't just go into it and not like do anything and you probably wouldn't be able to complete it. And I think that's okay. I think that like it, and that's some of the talk is like, how do you get people into high rocks a little bit more? It's like, well, maybe high rocks is just like how not all runners do ultras, right? It's just, there is a specific subset of people that will go after high rocks. Cause those are the people that are going to like it, but there's going to be other companies and other events that are going to come along that are going to kind of fit. And like, even with OCR, there's been so many of these companies that have been coming and going that eventually, you know, Spartan seems to be the one that's figured out the competition piece the most. And as much as we've been, as we have higher expectations for them, like they're, they've done the best job, right? Like they, they've gotten most of the athletes in, they've made it this big competition. There's a series, there's prize money. There's some people that can even be professional obstacle course race athletes, very few, but some. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that there's going to be some sort of crossover or some sort of other company in this hybrid racing space that is going to figure it out a little bit more and be able to kind of get more people into it. So if you were to, if you were to create your own hybrid race, what do you think, what, what do you, what would you do? Like maybe not even something that would be specifically best suited for you, but like, what do you think would get more people in? I mean, I think, I think like DecaFit is... I mean, really, like, can appeal to the masses. Um, I don't know, like, exactly what their numbers are, but um, I think that their numbers are almost similar to High Rocks um, in that they probably get in about two to 300 people per race. But they have, like, the whole affiliate program. So I think that's, you know, a lot of where, like, they can make, make the business work. I just don't know that high rocks can survive. I mean, it's still a for-profit company. Like if you're putting on a big event like that and you're only having like two to 300 people, like I just feel like the longevity of the company is not, I, yeah, I mean, I, there's, I mean, there's, I, I, not everybody is going to be able to do high rocks. And I think that's great. I mean, to make it for athletes, but, but I mean, if you're going to like try to make a profit off of it, then like that's what that's what Spartan, like you said, has done such a good job. People can make a living off of it because there's so many people that do it in open. Like so, Spartan's bringing in a lot of money from people who are just racing for fun. They all have like you know probably a couple thousand people a weekend. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I gotta imagine like this the setup for high rocks is not is not cheap. I mean, you're doing it usually in a convention center. Um, so I don't know how much like rent for stuff like that is, but all the staff and equipment and transportation of that of that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I don't know like how much it costs, but logistically, I just don't know like how they can survive off like two to three hundred people. I mean, that's like a, a local five k. Like if you think of it in that respect, and like most five k's don't make like a lot of money. There's more people than two or three hundred people. Like the Orlando event was. It was limited. It was limited uh, entrance for that, and the way that it was set up, the Chicago experience that I had was completely different. It, it felt more like how Deca felt in New Jersey. How like it was like more because even the first, yeah, the Deca we did in um, West Palm felt pretty like low key, right? But Deca New Jersey felt a little bit more lively. It's like okay, there's people out here. It was buzzing a little bit more. That Chicago felt that way to me too. And who knows how those European races are doing? You know, yeah, I, I've I've heard that they ha- they get more people. I mean, the sport's been over there a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they came over here right before COVID started, so I don't know. Like with with COVID, if um, like you know, they'll start to see a pickup next year. Like restrictions get lower, they can have more venues. Um, I mean, I I mean, I love the sport. I hope that it it does well. I'm just like worried that. You know, they if the attendance does. I mean, they've canceled so many events. That's partially why. Like, makes me think that maybe it's not going to stay around. I mean, that's exactly what happened with terrain race. Like, every every weekend there'd be like a terrain race, and then they'd be like, "Oh, canceled. Oh, canceled. Moved. Canceled." Um. So, like, you know, it makes you think about like how how like so- solid is like this the business here. Um. If they if they keep like canceling events. Yeah, I mean, I really hope for the sake of that, for the sake of us, <laughs> that that's not the case. Terrain Race, they were like giving away races for free. <laughs> like, I mean, you'd go to them and you'd be like, oh, this kind of is not an awesome experience. Like, even if you're just there, you're going to like, oh, okay, great. Hard rig, they had a Terrain Race, but you just get there, it was just like a strange thing. It was, but I mean, starting was, in a pool of water. That was, that was pretty funny. That was, that was weird. Yeah. They had so some, like weird. weird events, but I mean, they, they had a lot of them close to me. So I was like, Oh, well, this is like 30 minutes away or this is like an hour away. Like, why not? Um, plus they they were cheap. Like that's the whole thing too, that like was Spartan race, like the, they're not doing podium codes anymore. And, um, they, uh, their, their, their sprints are like $200 for elite. So like for me, that's just not like financially, like I can't pay 200. Like even when I went to Jersey, um, I won 500 to spend a thousand. So it's like, I mean, I'm not trying to make this a profession, but like, at least if I travel, I would like to like, you know, kind of break even, um, and it's just even possible to do that if the if the race is like an hour away because or an hour and a half away you get a hotel you drive there like even if you win you know two hundred dollars for a race hundred dollars for a hotel hundred dollars for gas like and 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 this is the thing with something like Spartan that where their money maker is not are not the athletes right it's that then the athletes are not the priority right they brought in the athletes and almost as a a way to kind of harness influence to help grow the sport so that they can 
make money and they wait and they're making money and that they can pay the athletes a little bit more, but they can pay their staff and they can pay to put on bigger events, but the emphasis is not the athletes, right? They, they, yes, and I understand it, that. Clear. I think we, we get a little bit spoiled. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been racing like pretty much like my whole life. And like, you know, if you go to like most races, there's not like cash prizes. Like, um, like if you win, I mean, even when you win, like, I, I don't know, like, a lot of the triathlons, I mean, unless you're doing like an Ironman and you're racing the pro division, like there, there's money there. But I mean, like most normal races, you're not just going to go out and win like $500. Any, any no, sure. no like, way. You know, so like, I think, I think it's, uh, it's harder. Like when stuff gets like given to you and then taken away, then if you, they would have just never had it. Like I would have still done Spartan, even if there wasn't any prize money, but like, I've like heard too that like next year there's not going to be any prize money except for the series races. So I'm like, well, like again, like maybe I would do races, but now that I'm like, well, I can't even break, I can't even break even if I go like, you know, it's a lot more of a financial commitment, but also like usually like if I run like a 5k or I do something local. So it's not like as huge of an expense, like having to travel. And maybe that can solve that problem that we talked about right at the jump is like now the season can have a bit of a more logical progression and picking your spots as opposed to just racing for the sake of racing and trying to make some money and just doing a whole bunch of stuff because people race too much anyway. <laughs> I, I heard that too about the not having like money at the local races. I mean, I don't know if that's that's true, but I've heard that from a couple of different people, but nobody that's like official. And like, I think you're right. I think that we did get a little spoiled. Five hundred bucks for any race in I any mean, like the women's field now is like basically if you show up and run elite. Oh, can you hear my dog? That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. If you show up and there's, run elite, like you pretty much just win because there's like five people there or four four girls. I've seen a lot of races this year. Three women. There's women. been that that Midwest race, the Indiana race, like three elite women in it. Oh, there's been multiple races. Seattle, second day sprint, had three people. I think Red Deer, the second day, had two people. Like, So those races shouldn't have money, right? Like, that's something that's like, whoa. I understand that. But like like I said, you get really spoiled because you're like, oh, I'm able to do this many races because I'm making a little bit of the money back. So, like, you're like, oh, I get to race more. Um, So I think, I mean, it's just going to take a shift, I think, for people's mindset to, like, because they feel like they've been taking something away. And I think I know I've seen like a big thing with the athlete community. Now they're like all on Spartan about like how they're treating their athletes. And, um, but I think we, we, we just forget how privileged we are. Like, cause people were talking about, Oh, Spartan's not helping me get to Abu Dhabi or Spartan's not doing this. Spartan's not doing that. If you go to world championship triathlon in Hawaii, they, if you qualify, they don't pay for you to go. Like no. you have to pay to get there. I don't know if you have to pay to race, but I'm pretty sure you have to pay to race. Um, now, now your oh, sponsors yeah. might pay for something like that. You're like, well, um, you're really good, so we sponsor you, and we're going to pay to send you to Hawaii. But Ironman as a company doesn't pay and send you there. Um, it's just like a weird relationship that Spartan kind of has with the athletes. Like, like you have a sport with their own pro team. So it's like Ironman having their own team. It's just kind of like weird to me. Like um they yeah they a lot of other sports um and i think they screwed that up 
they screwed that up from the start by like trying to make the sport this big legitimate thing from the outside looking in by having this pro team be like, look, these are pro athletes that can uh, have a lifestyle by committing to this sport when really that was propped up just by the event itself and not really by the public. Like, right. It wasn't like the public funding this or like eyeballs coming in and advertisers spending this and, and giving these racers an opportunity. It was all kind of fake. It was hollowed. And then like, they probably realized like, Oh, well maybe this isn't going to be a moneymaker in terms of getting the public's eyeballs, at least not yet, at least for what they're, what the product is now. And now they're trying to back out of it. Be like, Oh, this was probably not a great investment that we made up front. I know, again, it's kind of been like with the Spartan, like they used to do the Spartan 300. So like, you know, I could stay in the top 30 from points and get a season pass. Or like if you were in the top 50, you got a trifecta pass and, and so on. But, but then it's like when they take that away and then they create their own pro team and like they like, you know, so it feels like you're getting slighted. Like that was I'm a mistake not, too. I was like, you know, cause you feel like you earn, you are, are, I mean, I got a free season pass like three or four years in a row. So, again, not saying that they had to do that, but like when they take it away, it feels kind of like, ah, oh, that hurts a lot. Like I feel like I like supported the sport. I've like brought my clients into the sport. I brought a lot of my friends into the sport, and I feel, I think that's how athletes are feeling now. Like they feel like they promote the sport very well. They like they put a lot of like effort into like promoting it. And then like Spartan, like it just keeps like taking stuff away. Yeah. I don't think either side is necessarily correct on this. Like the way that Spartan is kind of dealing with it, where it's just kind of like abrupt and they kind of distance themselves from the athletes. And instead of just being straightforward and the athletes are like sitting there with their arms that like help us, like give us things it's like, it needs to be a little bit of both. You know, we need to be in this for the reasons that we believe in the training, that we believe in the competition, that we would be here anyway. And I think that that is true for most of us, that like, even if this sport didn't pay out a bunch up front, that I think, I don't think the competitors would be that much different. I don't think there's a lot of people here just for the money. Oh, no, um, I don't think that at all either. It's just, I think we've gotten used to like, the way it was and how, yeah. you know, how much we had gotten from the sport. And it feels like when they're like taking stuff away that like, they're like valuing, valuing our like loyalty to the business less. Yes. And I think that they are now trying to use those resources elsewhere. And this is also pretty painful the way that the way that they're doing it. And it's like a, it's like a, it's like a breakup. There needs to be a, there's like a healing We're we're upset. And now like, their 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 new significant other the person that they're dating now are these influencers it's like oh my god you gave the money that you were giving to the pro team or to even just like giving away the passes when you could uh like or the money that for regional races now you're giving them to these people who don't give a shit about the sport it's like oh yeah like it but i understand like i don't think it's right but i understand why they do that is because like Look at all these followers that these people have. So they think that if they give stuff to them, they'll promote them. Just like, you know, Kim Kardashian gets like 25, I, I read somewhere like $250,000 a post. So if you can like have your brand promote, promoted by these people who have like a lot of influence on the internet, like it's going to be good for your brand. Plus, like, I feel like maybe Spartan feels like they've like 
I mean, this is going to sound like used the people in the Spartan community as much as they can. They only have so much reach. So like if you go to this whole nother like pool of influencers, they have a lot of other people, like different people, maybe that they can pull into Spartan racing. I get it from like a business standpoint, like you're trying to extend your reach to get more people to come Spartan race. Um, but yeah, it's like being on the other end of a breakup. It doesn't feel nice. Like it's like got, got dumped for like a, a younger version. 10 years younger than I am. And I, I understand like influencer marketing, people use it because it works, right? Like it, there's some crazy stat that like, I read this somewhere and I don't know if I believe it, but it's like 70% of people who buy a certain product buy it because of someone that they know or someone that they follow using the product. I mean, I like, I don't know, like necessarily like people, but I buy so much stuff from Instagram marketing. Like, yeah. So like so much stuff I don't need, I didn't want, but like you just see it and you're like, oh man, I got a half that. It's like, so I mean, I guess like they're, I understand them trying to extend their reach, but it's like, um, but it's fake. It's fake. But, and but it's obviously they're for fake. They're for profit business. Like, I mean, I think they're a business first and a sport second. Like, oh, hundred percent. So like, and I think that's what people don't like, don't want to like recognize is like, like Spartan is like number one goal is to make money. They're they're a business. Like they can't survive if they don't make money. Right. So, but I think it like hurts people because they, I feel like Spartan tries to play more like towards a legitimate sport, but it's still like, you know, it's still a for profit business. It's all like it's just become, and I don't know if we're just in it for so long. Like both you and I have been in and around the sport for eight to nine years, right? Or it's been in our orbit for that long. So it's like, maybe we can just see how, or maybe like, I'll just see that it's, it's phony, right? It's like, it's not, a, it's, it's like, it's propped itself up to look like a real sport. It is a real sport, but like, of course it's a business first. The, the priority is not the athletic piece of it. And then like the marketing by using these influencers, it, it's just like, like if I can see it and I don't feel like they have the best interest to the people that are already in their circle at heart. It's like, is that an appropriate way to run a business? I mean, it's a way to make money, but is that a thing? Is that, is that something that I want to follow? Yeah. I mean, and I think Spartan's definitely going to lose like some elite level athletes this way. Just, I mean, just the way people talk on, I guess the internet, I don't know if they're being dramatic or whatever. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> maybe maybe because they're mad about the way Spartan treated them. Um, but like ultimately if their influencers can bring them like you know if one person quits but their influencer brings them 10 more people like do they really lose like like right. they're not making money in the elite like there's like 30 men and six women like the the money is in the open heat so um i mean from a from a business standpoint i don't like think that spartan is moving in a bad direction but it's definitely burning a lot of bridges with the elite level so the Spartan games that you were just at, I know you can't speak too much about it, right? In terms of like the results. Who won and stuff. Yeah, I can't tell you anything yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, we won't ask too much about the results. And like, honestly, I don't really want to know. I, I kind of like watching. Uh, well, it's not fun if you know. So like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I want to watch the YouTube thing come out and see how that all goes. But did that feel like a legitimate competition or did it feel like a marketing and like you don't have to say if like it's gonna like put you in a weird spot but like 
there's definitely people there. Like I was thrilled that you were there, that Chris was there, that, you know, obviously Lindsay and Corinna and like some of these athletes who are, who are in the Lauren weeks who are here, who are in the sport. Right. And are people that I'm like, sweet, but like, there are definitely some athletes there's, it seemed better this year, but last year for sure. Well, last like, year I feel like they just like killed everybody. Like, I think that um, with the Spartan Games, it's definitely, like, tailored towards, like, endurance athletes. I mean, you've seen some of the um, events, especially last year. Like, it was far oh, yeah. more, like, endurance stuff. And plus, like, you have people, um, I mean, not maybe not as much this year, but, like, when you had, like, football player running, like, six hours, like, that's going to affect him a lot more than, you know, um uh, like a small athlete, Highland <laughs> Games, like a, a two-second competition is going to affect them none. They might not win, but like the amount of strain that it puts on your body to do like six-hour run or like a six-hour bike, like so. But I mean, Spartans an endurance sport, so like, I mean, I think the games were definitely like you had to have endurance for sure. Um, but I think it's, it's like an endurance CrossFit Games or something like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's an endurance sport, right? So it should be like an endurance CrossFit Games. I think that's fair. And like the the, the way it was kind of laid out last year was so funny that it was like, and I don't know if it was the same for this year in terms of how it kind of played out, but it would be like if you got all the best athletes in different sports and you're like, all right, we're going to get the, the best baseball player and the best basketball player and best football player, and then we're going to have them play one-on-one basketball and see who wins. It's like the basketball player is going to win. <laughs> it's like, then we're going to do home run derby. It's like the baseball, like, so the programming wasn't compelling to me at all last year. It's like, okay, this is like Atkins will win this one. Hunter will win this one. Atkins will win this one. And uh, so this year it seemed a little bit, it seemed like there was some I cool events. Sure kind of mix. Like, I mean, cause we, we talked about like, you know, the person who wins the six hour run is probably going to win the two hour run. Like, it's not like, you know, if you can't run two hours, you're not going to run six hours. So, like, I don't think – I think it was a lot nicer to the athletes to, like, make it where it just wasn't, like, let's kill you for, like, four days. Um, but I think that um, there aren't – like, the athletes that they chose this year, it was a lot, like, tighter. Like, a real – like, more of, like, a competition versus, like, you had, like, a lot of out- – well, I guess, like, Sam Briggs, I mean, she did – really well last year and she was like way more of a strength athlete um With an background. Like she she i liked i liked having her in it i was like okay she was a triathlete does crossfit now works yeah so um, i think that it was a lot um i think it'll be more spectator friendly too because nothing's like this crazy like long stuff so i think they definitely played it up more towards like stuff that would like show well I wish they would have had the Highland Games though. That looked really fun. I wanted to like play more. What uh? What was your favorite? What was your favorite event? Um, I was thinking it was going to be the Deca Heavy, but it was like the Deca Heavy wasn't like it wasn't Deca fit at all. So it was like it was basically just ten stations. So there was like ten stations. Um, but probably the half marathon. Like the the course was really pretty. It wasn't like typical like. I feel like every time I go out to a Spartan race now, it's like bushwhacking and like ankle breaking, like misery. This was like beautiful course. Steve Hammond did like an amazing job on like the course layout for a lot of this stuff. And it was like a really enjoyable run. 
Interesting. The Decca Heavy looked fun, but it was yeah, it wasn't Decca. But that was that sled just on grass is just like you can't move it. It crushed my soul. Like it was much harder. I think it was harder than High Rocks because there wasn't, and it was, and it's probably like terrible to watch too because there's like literally two little plates on there, and you're like, why aren't they pushing this sled? But you would hit like divots in the in the grass, and it was so wet that your feet would slide. So you'd literally get the sled going and like you'd hit a divot or like your feet would slide. I, I think I spent like half the time on the ground because my feet were just, um, and they told us it was going to be on turf. So thank God I brought like two pairs of shoes. Um, I had brought like my endorphin speeds. I couldn't push a sled with those shoes. Oh, I, I can't imagine. I can't push the, when I wear those for high rocks, I tried to push it in, in, in some endorphins and it wasn't happening at all. Really? Well, yours is heavier than mine. I use the uh, I use the speeds for high rocks, but huh. mine's a little bit yeah. lighter. <laughs> um, so, were you surprised when you got the invite? <laughs> yes, um, I think I was probably like I was like the the um, like Rachel like got out like last minute. Um, <laughs> so I was like an alternate. <laughs> But I was super first alternate's pretty good though. I, I, I was super excited to be there. Like I know, um, like I had saw some of the stuff from last year, and I was I was told there was nothing over two hours. So I was like, all right, that'll be a lot of fun. So I just felt really privileged to like uh, be invited, and I mean, it was really cool for me. Like I'm I'm total fangirl with like Lauren Weeks. She's like my you know, she's like really good at these hybrid, hybrid stuff. So I was like super excited to like compete against her. And, um, you know, Lindsay, she's like world champ. And so it was kind of cool, like being around all those uh, people that I'd kind of like look up to and admire. It seems fun. It seems just fun to have that type of camaraderie over like several days of competition. That seems yeah. like such a cool thing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun because there was like, I mean, there was a lot of, I mean, we were together like all day, every day. Um, so it was cool to like get to know everybody. Like it was really social. Um, there wasn't, there wasn't any punching this year. So that was good. Not going <laughs> to be as good for TV. Everybody or three buckets. So we, everybody was safe. That's nice. People are cordial. Um, and so do you, you're, uh, you're doing OCR stars, right? I'm signed up, but I'm like, I'm like, don't know if I'm going to do it or not, or maybe not do it. Like the, the Spartan games like really got me out of my, my training cycle and I've been focused on, um, Dallas. So right. I'm going to see how, cause I'd like to get like one, one more like really heavy weekend, which would like correlate to the three mile, three mile run. And I literally did a 5k like in the middle of my strength cycle a couple weeks ago. And it was like the most, the slowest 5k ever in like, 10 years probably <laughs> so, can only get better can only get better only, i would hope it only get better i was like oh my gosh like i ran a tempo run like it's like my tempo run pace so so even just, that pace could still do pretty well i mean yeah i was trying because i was planning on doing madison were you also gonna do madison i mean i was signed up um when it was in october so they deferred me to they just, they just moved so in they deferred me again Oh, okay. Um, Which and... I'm excited about. I, I feel like even it, even the turnaround from like Dallas to Chicago is going to be pretty fast. Um, 
So hopefully I can take like a week off, a week easy, and then like get into some sort of like rhythm before uh, Chicago. That was the thing. I've raced a lot. I tell myself every year, I'm not going to race as much. I'm going to pick these races and then... And then, oh, there's a race. There's a race. There's and Spartan games. I have like 15 races. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing with, um, and I was trying to navigate, uh, I was mapping things out leading into high rocks for Madison and, and it was getting a little tricky with OCR stars kind of in the middle of it. I was kind of like, ah, like, well, I want to be fresh for this. And like, I, I still want to lift well. And like this Metcon shouldn't be terrible so i can kind of fit it and make me do some stuff after but then it would have been what like three weeks or so so those are kind of important weeks there so i'm kind of i'm not gonna say i'm happy that wisconsin got pushed because now the next race i'm gonna do is chicago <laughs> the first race is gonna be the north american championship or whatever well, like you said like i could do like a three mile tempo or something and then the workout like just do more stuff i don't know I don't know. We'll see. I just don't want to well. this like slow, like three mile time and people are like, oh man. Like, but still, <laughs> if you go and, and kick their butt in high rocks and deck of it, what's it matter? I guess. I don't like to have slow times. Slow times on the board. It's not good. Just go and sit. There's, just a of, there's a lot of fast people and it's, it's hard for me to do anything and not be competitive. So I like, I'm like, yeah, well. It was only like forty bucks. So I was like, maybe I'll win the Jeep, and then win the Jeep. I'll just win the Jeep, and. But even if you get third, it's I think third's a thousand bucks. Yeah, I wish I would have done that beer mile. I know. I was like, could you do beer mile in? I don't know, but I can do a mile in. Like my last mile I did was five thirteen. Okay. I feel like I've done a I've done a beer twenty k, and for the twenty you drink a you drink a beer every five k. For four laps, uh, okay. and I averaged like under eight minute pace, so I was like, I feel like I could do one mile. Could do it, and it, and Have it was you ever done a beer mile. So like, I mean, I was like, I know I could do it under seven. But that would be impressive, because um, Lauren's time was pretty fast, and I don't think she's she's a drinker. Like seven twenty twelve, I think. Oh, was twelve? Yeah, I don't know. I, I hate to speculate what I could do if I didn't do it. So, you know. Sometimes I, there's people who I thought would do well in beer miles. And then when it push comes to shove, they just can't stomach that much liquid. And they just like end up having to discard it. So uh, it probably was a lot harder too to do it every lap instead of every 5K. A lot of foam, a lot of burping. In 20K though, you're like drunk. It gives you like time to like actually process the alcohol. So like you get an hour in and you've had two beers and like, or like, yeah. or two or three beers. Yeah. Like almost three beers by the end of an hour. And you're like, Oh man, I'm feeling with a, it. With a beer mile, you finish and you're like, okay. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I need to feel like the drunkness yet. Um, yeah. Do you feel that it? Actually, it's like, I need my COVID, my COVID goal, I, I had went through all this stuff. What am I going to train for now at the beginning of COVID? And beer mile was up there. I was like, oh, the American beer mile is only 608. I feel like I, I feel like I could train for that. Yeah, the the running public did one last July. And I when I saw the OCR stars was doing it and giving away a thousand bucks, I just figured one of the pro, like there's like pro beer milers who can do like 430. Oh, there's a guy that just broke the broke the record. He did 428. Crazy, 
crazy. Dude must be like a four or five miler or something like that. Um, so like, I was like, there's definitely going to be one of these studs that come in because I'm sure no one's made that much money doing a beer mile. And like Cole ran pretty well. He did like six Oh something. And I was like, yeah, I was question. expecting like somebody to like, I was like, well, um, you know, somebody will probably at least run like a six thirty. I was like, I don't know if I can run that fast. Like, you know, drinking beer. So I was like, yeah. Plus, like, I like, I mean, it's, and it wasn't a real beer mile because you could drink fake beer. You didn't have to drink alcoholic beer. Those are harder. If drinking it out of the can is harder than out of like a bottle. So like, I think it'd be faster to drink a regular beer out of a bottle because it gets super foamy out of a can that like you can't like it just like, it doesn't go smooth. It just like foams um, up in your mouth. Recovery is not like. I was thinking about drinking the beer and I was like, I don't want to drink beer that close. Like four is a lot for me. Like be so, <laughs> as far as like my recovery after actually drinking the beer. So I was like, mm. that's kind of what I was thinking too. I was like, ah, I did, I did one like a year and a half ago and I was like, ah, it's still too soon. I don't want to do it again. It's like, I can't, can't swing it. Just, just for fun. Just for fun. Maybe, so identity, like, maybe after, uh, after um, Dallas, maybe. Maybe after after Vegas, let's put, push. We'll find a track in Vegas. We could drink out in the okay. out in the right. streets. Yeah. So what do you you have goals for uh, Chicago? You gonna, you gonna go one hundred and five? Uh, what did you do I'm, in Orlando? One, yeah, sixty seven, and got my butt kicked. Like I just had a hard go in the second half of it, and then I was sixty eight in Chicago. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of time I can run. I just want it to be. I just wanted to be a full good competitive race in Chicago. I did terrible in the sleds and Dallas or in, in um, Orlando. I just did terrible after the sleds. So I want to be able to just kind of put together a good race. Um, I'm much, I'm much stronger and I'm bigger. I'm like, I'm like 13 to 14 pounds bigger than I was. And I put on like 40 pounds on my squat and deadlift in that time. So if I can stay split, fast, uh, the run, like what are they run splitting for the men usually on these like, like Magida's usually the fastest. He runs around like three forty-five, four. No, so it's like six. Oh no, no, five fifties. Yeah, what did you said? Oh wow. Okay. So again, yeah, not crazy fast, but just Quick different. Out, yeah. Yeah, Magida's pretty good at that, and he's usually the fastest one. He'll yeah, I'll be around three forty-five, three forty-eight for for a thousand. Yeah. So. I'm just hoping to put to, put it together. I'm hoping the training, because my 5K is still okay. I like everything seems to be going along the way I want it to go. So I just want to be as competitive as possible and just like put together a strong race from front to back. I've only done two of them. You've only done one. I've only done one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping like to ha see a big jump in Dallas, um, just because I feel like I've actually like trained for it now. Um, it's like I, some of my friends are always like, oh, like you were right behind Lauren. I was like, no, I was like eight minutes behind. <laughs> I mean, she's ridiculous. She's really good at this event. Yeah. So I mean, she's she's just amazing. Like, I think I don't know. If she probably lapped me. She probably yeah. She probably did definitely lapped Somewhere. me. But it's just <laughs> yeah. crazy, like you know, to have. But I think that just shows you too, like the newness of the sport. Like, you know. It's weird to have like over eight minutes between like first and second. I guess mm -hmm. normal races aren't like that. But most of these races, like if Lauren's not at them, people aren't running a one hundred three. No. So 
usually I, I think at most of them if lauren's not there like it's usually like one person's breaking 70 minutes and then you'll have like a 112 115 or something like that so are you down. like 114 or like 113 114 115 right now age mm-hmm. yeah. and if you how much how many how long was your sled was it like seven or eight minutes seven minutes yeah yeah, yeah it was tough really to come long. back from <laughs> yeah yeah and i think i was like spinning i was like didn't want to go back to the stations like so i was kind of cruising on the run and i was like god i just don't want to go back to the stations um because after the sled my legs were just like smoked so Dallas know, is coming up maybe That's they'll pretty soon. a bike in there or something no maybe they can change they can change the stations to a to a salt bike Mm-mm. no assault bike keep that in deca and that's all i don't want to see it anywhere else that, you should that, do you should get a team together for legends of the fall that looked so much like so much fun and i'm, I'm pumped you guys won like I, I feel like they they game it so that there's like a crossfit component that runners can't overcome but you guys did a good oh, job with the cleans super light though like um yeah i don't maybe i won't invite you You're trying to steal our title that so, would be ri- it's funny, the- like you know how you talked about like beating somebody in a basketball like that plays basketball like you know it's kind of cool to say like you beat rich fawning but i'm like we beat him in a trail race like you know they're not very they're not trail runners i mean i am terrible at running downhill i was passing these people downhill like <laughs> if you have will ever see me in my life run downhill you'll have a good laugh because it's just like the most awful thing you've ever seen I, I was nimble next to them. It was great. Do you think, because that's like a, that's like a cross, right? And this is one thing where I think that um, like hybrid racing could do a little bit better is having more interesting stations. So if it was like thousand meter run and then you do 10 clean jerks and then like 10 burpee over the barbell or something that's more CrossFit oriented, right? Like, so in Legends of the Fall, some of the stations were like, you ran up, did dumbbell snatches. You ran up, you did heavy cleans there or, or whatever. It's more CrossFit centric. So well, those athletes- are the only two though. Like, I mean, there were rock, rock, uh, uh, rope climbs, wall balls, air squats, like everything else was pretty. And even the, the snatches were like 35 for women, 50 for men. So like mm-hmm. not super heavy. And then, the the cleans, like you had the option of doing 85-125 or 125-185. Right. So right. And that was nice of them to do that. You did more reps. So we went lighter and did 50 reps versus 30. Yeah, I was interested to see how that would kind of play out, like if it would matter that much. Like if it was uh, – if the heavier – if you could make up that time with the lighter, but it seemed like it didn't matter that much. I don't, I don't think so because I saw some videos of uh, Rich doing uh, like singles with the yeah. 185 and like I was like doing like 12 to 15. Uh, oh. Chris, because Chris doesn't do a lot of like power lifting. So like 85 was pretty heavy for her. But um, like 185 when you just like, because it's at the very end when you just ran like, you know, four miles and did all that other stuff like you're just aerobically so taxed that i guess like it becomes like a lot more because 185 for those guys is like nothing they like can clean like probably over 300 pounds um but if you're so aerobically gassed i think it just becomes harder a lot harder yeah yeah but i'm but even if it was just one or two things like that where a crossfitter could come in and be like oh i have a chance now because there is 
bar muscle ups or something or something like CrossFit oriented. Yeah, don't be bringing any skills into this. That's Bring what in I some like skills. No, that's what I like about the hybrid stuff. It's like you don't have to have any kind of skill. It's just like straight fitness. Like that's why but I like CrossFit. <laughs> there's too there's, many things you got to learn, like muscle ups, double unders, handstand walk. Like I have so much respect for people who do CrossFit because I, I don't know how they can do all of it. Like it's just there's like just so much stuff. You just do one thing, and then like you know, there's like twenty other things you got to be good at. Like so, there. One of the girls from Spartan Games was a CrossFit athlete, and she's like yeah, Meg Reardon. Yeah. yeah, she's a beast. And I'm just like, how are you so good at all this stuff? Like, they so, train ridiculous amounts. They can train like eight hours a day. It's like now we're gonna do handstand holds and just like. Well, I think that when you have like a a lot of skill based sports, you can do that more. Like with running, mm-hmm. I mean, how much are you gonna run? Like, there's not a lot of like, you can't spend like Beats eight hours a day like doing form drills and stuff. So, you know, more of that stuff's gonna shift to recovery but i mean you could work on skills for like two hours and not be like too taxed you know totally totally and that's that's the thing like even just a, a few skill th- even just like low skill like you can do a bar yeah. muscle up cleans were good i can't do a bar muscle up I, no gymnastics no gymnastics if you practice promise oh like toaster bar how are you toaster bar have you tried those with yeah, uh for I, can I can do toaster bar if you can do toes bar, you can do a bar muscle. Promise. You can get there eventually. Um, so that's what I think would be fun if they had a race that was like, even like what OCR Stars is doing. It's like, okay, now that now it's a thousand meter run, and now we're doing five rounds of five thrusters and seven toes to bar, and then you run again. Like just having yeah, something. They, uh, didn't they have it in the Spartan Games last year, that hammer thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the games one year, too. Yeah, that thing is super cool. I should do that. Put that that's in the station. Awesome throw a log highland game style do something but again are you like saying that you think that they should like have different stations each each race like show up and no i think no 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 because then then that's crossfit right if we're doing something that's unknown and unknowable and changes so much i think that there should be like i think that there's an opening here for a race say it's uh an yeah like a 6k of total running and then like there is a row but then there's also a, a spot where you can do thrusters and chest of bar pull-ups or something. And then like having it mixed in a little bit more and that's that race. And so there's a high rocks, there's deck of fit. And then there's this other thing where it can be something separate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do it. Unless I, I know you do it. And then you'll be fine. <laughs> Just no handstand, handstand walks. No handstand. See, you're picking and choosing what you don't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> but if it was handstand walks, that might be fun to kind of figure out. But like, yeah, like no, like the heavy Olympic lifts, that's where it's just ridiculous. It's like, you need to spend so much time and like, we need to run. We can't work on snatch technique for forever. You know? Well, that was like, yeah, like you said, with a deck of heavy, like if they had like some moderately heavy weights, um, like, see, I wish some of the stuff in the deck of heavy was even heavier. Like the women's deadlift was like 165. I was like, it's mm. not heavy. Um, what was the men's? Was it 225? 25. Not heavy. Yeah, not heavy. Like, so I wish like the heavy stuff, they would have made like more heavy because, you know, if you're still like, you know, the, the CrossFit or the, not the CrossFit, like the endurance people can still lift it because it's not, it's not that heavy. Like, but. Right. Where the strength athletes like a crit, like 250 women, 350 men. 
325. For for 10? For 10. Then you make him break. Like, I feel like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I saw anybody break at 165 or 225. Right. Right, and that's that kind of goes back to what you're saying about how the endurance events are going to take more of the strength. People like Christian Harris doing that half marathon, it probably killed him. <laughs> Where like doing ten deadlifts for someone like VJ, not a strength athlete, strong dude for what he needs to be strong for, but like he probably he may have made it like a little sore. Maybe it probably didn't affect his the rest probably of his competition at all. Yeah, but like right. yeah, like somebody like Christian, like him running like a half marathon in the mountains at elevation, like is going to affect him a lot more than BJ doing 10 deadlifts or pushing a sled or right. uh, yeah. So what was that um, cross thing? Like, was that weird to do those squats? Was it heavy or was it just awkward? It wasn't heavy. It was like 77 pounds. It was just really awkward. Like it was more on my biceps than my legs. Yeah. Yeah. And to hold it up. The altitude actually really, really got to me while I was there. Cause I mean, I'm at sea level here. And I, the first event we did was the deck of heavy, and I, I felt like I just couldn't breathe. I was like dying. I yeah, like, I was like, this is it was making me mad because I was like, this this should be on my event, and I can't even like breathe. And it was cold and rainy, and I was just like, Ugh. I know coming from hot, humid North Carolina to cold, dry, seven thousand feet in the air, <laughs> it's a different world. Maybe you asked me like, what the, I don't know, maybe you didn't about what was most challenging. I was there and I couldn't eat. Like I, I think for like four days, like I didn't get in more than like 1200 calories. Like I was living off like spring and Gatorade. I don't Why? know if it was the altitude. I don't, I have no idea. Every time I tried to eat, I just get feel like sick. Huh? Yeah. And I couldn't, I wasn't sleeping well. I don't, maybe I was nervous. I didn't think I was nervous, but, the- um, that's supposed to be a thing when going to altitude, like your sleep does suffer, like in your recovery hurts if you're not acclimated to it. And then, I mean, I'm not used to eating 1200 calories a day. So I think just like, <laughs> no. it definitely, wore, I think just the nutrition and the sleep wore me down more than anything. Like, cause some of the days, like, you know, I do more training at home than I would what we did. And, but not being able to eat and sleep is like terrible. Yeah, that's a whole different challenge. Oh, you should do you should do OCR stars just in case they do have the in person event because they might have a an, an in person event later next year, which would be kind of like a Spartan Games, but just for like just with like strength and endurance stuff. They like no shooting guns, no like yeah. silly things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think I think it's cool like to have those kind of like challenges from like different disciplines because like one of the guys there was like like high level like tactical games athlete i think he's like the national champion or something but then they're just justifying inviting him like that dude didn't belong at the games like he just didn't you know like his his crossfit results i looked him up um i know who he is i know i follow i follow his stuff i think he's smart and like a like a, a good resource but like he was like the 288th ma- like cross like crossfitter in the open from ages 35 to 39 in 2018 it's like why is this person here? But well, because he's tactical, tactical games. Stuff. Right. So they have to give him a tactical event. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I would have, I would have picked something else as far as like the event for myself, but and I was like, like a real deck of fit last year. They did like deck. Of fit. Yeah. <laughs> real deck. Of fit, not like random 10 exercises. Right. Um, or 600 calories on the assault bike. I could do that too. I'll do that. Oh my God. <laughs> no. 
stop with this assault bike thing. Um, yeah, but so do you should sign up for you should do the events even if you're just getting through them, just so you can qualify for the for the event later on because it might be something then there might be some money and it'll be fun. I know. Um, I don't know if you know Kelly Williams, but she she actually mm-hmm. lives here in Wilmington. Uh, well, really close to here. She I got her to go to my like uh, my coach has like his own running group, um, and he's like pretty awesome. He's like coach four four girls to the Olympic trials. Oh, nice. Maybe five. I don't know. He's he's like embarking on the uh, hybrid stuff with me because he's been doing like a lot of my programming and helping. We like collaborate on this kind of stuff. So she's now training with uh, him too. So I think she's definitely going to like improve on her running because he's pretty awesome. I think she won her age group in OCR Stars last year. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's so. doing it too. So we were gonna maybe get together to do a couple of the workouts, but just do them. Yeah, the last event will be really fun. I think it'll be a good blend. What is the last? The la- oh, it's a mile run. How are, what are 35 pound thrusters for you? Is that heavy? Dumbbells? Yeah. Not no. too bad. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think it like, it's this 50 for men and, and some people are saying like, that's, that that's going to be a, a pretty big challenge. How many? I how think it are, is. I should have already done this. It's fine. It's 50 total. So you, but you can pick, right? You can pick which route you want to go. Oh, so you can do oh, 10 rounds of five and seven right? toes to bar. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or you can and use five rounds of 10 and yeah, then five mile to finish. Just do them. Do the event. But that that event is that Metcon is the same week as Dallas. Yeah, see that'd be hard. <laughs> Just do it on like Monday. Yeah, I mean I guess it's not like a so so heavy. That it would like make you really, really. It's poor. not crazy volume. If you're ready for 100 wall balls at the end of High Rocks, like you should be able to do like 50, 50 dumbbell, 50 Trust dumbbell thrusters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Nice, you're in. Just for the just for the in person event, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that now that you say 35 pound thrusters, I'm like wondering like because I know a lot of the Spartan girls who have signed up. I'm like they're pretty skinny. I bet 35 pounds is probably pretty heavy. It's gonna be them. hard. It's gonna be hard for the runner peeps. It is, and I do like the idea of the max deadlift. So that's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's like a weighted pull up, like a max, yeah, like a five lift. minutes of max. What's that? Pull up, max pull up, and then max hang. Mm-hmm. That's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'd be fun, and like yeah, then and like Rachel Vonderak's in it. Lauren Weeks is in it. See, so yeah, I stack up against them. It'll be fun. It'll be good. It'll be great. All right. Cool, Tara. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. I know you're busy and I know you're coming off some, a crazy event. So, uh, again, I've, I've really enjoyed seeing you. I bet. I bet. Like, um, my coach has me like straight back into like strength training again. And I was just like, oh, man, my legs were just like wrecked. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see how you're, how you progress this year. It's been exciting to see you race so well these past couple of, of months just doing the hybrid stuff. So, a lot of cool stuff ahead for you, I think. Cool. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. See ya.